0: You're about to listen to Fresh Word with Prophet William Addison. Prophet William Addison is the Executive Pastor of Eagle's House Chapel International, CEO of Twelve Foundation International, a revelatory preacher, an international evangelist, and a psalmist. Get ready for the word that will transform your life forever. Thank you for this love. John chapter eight from
1: verse one. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives now early in the morning. Sounds now repenting. He came into the temple and all the people came to him and he sat down and taught them. That's powerful. But now we don't we don't say to teach. We can you all come this way? Come come here come here. We we don't we don't say to teach you. We stand to teach you. Then the Pharisees and pharisees sorry then the scribes and the Pharisees brought to him a woman caught caught in adultery and when they had set her in the midst They said to him, teacher, this woman was caught in a in the very act. And I want you to take notice of that in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded commanded us that such should be stoned. But what do you say? This is a difficult one. This they said testing him that they might have something of which to accuse him but Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger as though he did not hear what they were talking about. I have added talking about so you'll find it in your Bible. When they, when they continued asking him he raised himself and said to him, please help me. He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. And again, he stood down and wrote on the ground. Then those who heard it, being convicted by their conscience, please take note of that, went out one by one, beginning with the Oldest, even to the last, and Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. <laughs> when Jesus had raised himself up, the sound is getting off now, and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman where are those accusers of yours? Ask someone, where are your accusers? Come on, talk, talk, talk well. Hmm? Ask someone, where are your accusers? Has no one condemned you? She said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Then Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Somebody clap for Jesus. I didn't say clap for me, I said clap for Jesus. I today if you have not eaten, you have to drink water. So that you can help me here. Hallelujah. Clap once again for the reading of the word of God. And tell yourself it's good I'm here. I love that one. Say it again. Say it to yourself. I said say it to yourself. I'm preaching on the mercy divine exemption. I believe they are put on the screen already. So I'm talking about divine exemption. I'm going to trust God to lead us as the light of the word of God comes to us tonight. I believe strongly that we would get to a certain level where we will know that the devil is conquerable. The amen was very weak. I am very much convinced in my spirit that by the time this message is over, you will understand that the devil has no place in your destiny. The amen is still not coming. You know, it is one thing to understand that you serve the God that can never be boxed. It is very important for you to know that you serve a God who cannot be controlled. He's not a type of person that you can wake him up and put him to bed. He's not a type of God that you can convince. He's not a type of God that he can take you to battle and you are going to lose. He's not a type of God who will take on a fight that he cannot win. So regardless of what even the devil tries to put on your life, you won before the battle began. Oh, this amen must get better than it is. We have to get these things because one of the most greatest things that can happen to a human destiny is to realize that there is someone who upholds your life. Are you following what I'm sharing with you? When you don't know that there is someone who upholds your life, you get disturbed by circumstances. You get influenced by your background, you get tortured by the mindsets that you you seem to carry about because you are not sure as to the one that holds your life. But when you are convinced that the one who holds your life was the one who actually formed it, your heart will be at peace at all times. I don't know if I'm speaking sense to someone. Your heart will always be at peace at all times, and you know. Living a life without receiving considerations or in other words, receiving attention can be problematic because oftentimes we see attention seekers as those who have what I call inferiority complex because they seek to find themselves Based on the acceptance that they receive. They seem to value themselves based on the recognition that they are giving. They, they seem to realize that they have arrived or they have something to offer by the reception that they receive. But if you want to look at a man like Jesus Christ, if he wanted to look at life in that paradigm, then he would have lost because the time that he came, every other thing that he stood for, there were people that stood against it. In fact, his movement and everything that he started doing was contrary to what the system of that particular time seemed to be releasing to the people. And so when he showed up, they realized that we, it's like we have seen a savior who has come to us just to rescue us from the, the, the pressure. That we find ourselves in, and that is why, if you read the book of um, Mark, you will see that on the day that he was supposed to enter triumphantly into Jerusalem, I am preaching already, the 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 people at that time who were the Romans under the Roman um, control, they were thinking that Jesus was coming to get them out of the Roman slavery or out of the Roman pressure or out of the Roman governance. And so when Jesus showed up, they started screaming Hosanna. But you see, the word Hosanna itself, it it simply means save now. So when they were screaming Hosanna, they were actually saying that, save us right now. We need something right now. We need redemption right now. We need food right now. We need our liberty right now. And that was what they were looking for. But what Jesus also brought them was not only for their now, but forever. I, I hear what I'm saying? You know, sometimes in our bid to get free out of what we find ourselves in, we don't look into the future. And what we think about is how we can get ourselves out of our present situation. But you see, I don't need to get myself out of this present situation. I need to get myself out of what is even yet to approach my destiny. Are you following what I'm saying? Because if you are rescued today, that's why the Bible said Jesus is the same yesterday. He's the same today. He's the same forever. So, if, if you are looking for help yesterday, or you were looking for help yesterday and he saved you, if you are looking for help now, you are guaranteed that he can save you. And if you are looking for help tomorrow perchance you are also assured that you've got someone that is able to save you. It's somebody here today. So, if you live this life without consideration or without attention, it is possible that those who don't get the attention start getting bitter. Because they will realize that why are some people preferred than others? But sometimes it's not about the fact that some are preferred than the others. Sometimes It is not because one party is better than the other. I'm not talking about politics here, but I'm, I'm using it in to explain what i'm saying it it is not because one person is fair and the other the other one is dark so you 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 prefer fair people or fair people are more human than black people no it's not like that but you have to realize that when you look at acceptance in itself acceptance in itself sometimes can be very deceptive because the way someone will appear can can warrant a certain kind of reception which another person who may even be the original may not receive. I don't know if I'm making sense to someone tonight. You know, I, I, I want to dig very deep into an area and pull out some things for us to be blessed tonight. So that when you leave here tonight you will know that God indeed has done you good. Your amen is very weak. I said your amen is very weak. So, when you are not giving what you are expecting to receive or what you are expected to receive, it leaves people with bad memories. Because if you go to a place and you are expecting that people will clap for you, people will stand for you, people will appreciate you, and nobody bothers himself about you, you can leave the place very, very sad. You can leave the place very, in fact, very angry. And you will tell yourself, I will never, ever go to that place again in my life. And some also feel that if in their destiny or on, on their role, road to, to the place that God has made for them, if they would have received certain reception, number one, their lives would have been better than what it is right now. Number two, they would have had more influence than they have right now. And number three, they also believe that probably they could have made more money than they have made today and therefore it makes enjoying rights and privileges it makes enjoying attention to be paramount and essential to every human life because there is something it brings to you there is an aspect of you that craves for that kind of a thing and when it comes it comes to soothe that kind of quest that you have within your soul. Because it's like when you are thirst for water and someone gives you something. And that thing is able to quench that thirst. As soon as it enters you, it's like that quest you have your, your inside is satisfied. And once it is satisfied, your heart comes down. But when you are working with it and you are still not getting it, it looks like what you set out to get, you have not satisfied it. So you keep looking for it everywhere. And you may end up finding it at the wrong places. But I pray that the Spirit of God will help you find what you are looking for. At the right place in the name of Jesus. Life is designed by God that we enjoy on all aspects. But life is also enjoyed based on certain levels and certain dimensions. Number one, the dimensions I'm dealing with has to do with your level of growth with God. Because there are certain enjoyments that you cannot enjoy unless you have come to a certain Growth of your work with God because it is not everything that God gives you at a goal that you can handle. And so God must ensure that your growth with him has come to a certain level before he can give some things into your life. And number two, there are certain experiences also and exposures when you get, it helps you to be able to maximize the blessings and in terms of the enjoyment that God has released on your path. Because if you have never been exposed to those blessings or to that life, you can never understand why God wanted you to think that way. Why God wanted you to walk that way. Why God needed you to position yourself that way. Because God was was going to lead the Israelites into the land that was flowing with milk and honey. God was going to lead them to cross over the Red Sea but the Lord came and told them that tell the Israelites that they should sanctify themselves. That was when Joshua was going to lead them to cross over the Jordan. God said to them sanctify yourself because tomorrow you will cross over the Jordan. God needed them for sanctification purposes because where they are with what they were going to cross if you are not sanctified you will be denied. Is somebody hear what I'm saying? So there are times before God releases something into your hands he you expects that you will sanctify yourself because sanctification itself has a way of positioning you to look like what you are looking for. <clears throat> the Bible says that without holiness no one can see God. God is holy so if you need to see God you must be holy to see holy. Am I making sense tonight? You must be holy to see holy. So, if you deny yourself that aspect, it's not possible for you to enjoy what you are looking for. There are many things that God made in this life for us to enjoy. I can give you clear examples because if you look into the book of Genesis, God made the garden for the man to enjoy. He made sure that everything that man needed was made available for man's enjoyment. The same way, if you look on the face of the earth today, whatever you need to survive, God has made it available for you. And and I pray that whatever you need God will open your eyes and guide you to that place. Tell someone we are on a journey we'll arrive very soon. We'll get there very soon. You don't need to worry at all. The same garden and the same maker of that garden he came also into the garden to enjoy what he has made by himself. I pray that whatever God leads you to make he will also lead you to enjoy.
0: Your amen was very weak.
1: I said, I pray that whatever God leads you to make, he'll also lead you to enjoy. However, man's rights and privileges, God gave to us so that we'll be able to maximize the full benefits of the garden. However, God also planted something in the garden, which was the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now, that tree that God made and put there, it was not because God hated man, but it is because God wanted to keep man away from himself in terms of destroying himself. So, God intentionally positioned it there so that you would not be destroy yourself because there is something that happens to men, especially when they start enjoying life and everything seems to be working for them. They can end up destroying themselves by the things they have prayed for, the things that they have received into their life. But I pray that you will not be that type who will be destroyed by the very things you are crying and asking God for. God does not show partiality because he himself said, I will love whom I will love. And I will hate whom I will hate. Not forgetting this thing that the Bible says that the solid foundation of the Lord is stands sure. Having this seal, that God knows those who are his. And let everyone that names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. I'm building your faith upon something before I give you what I need to give you tonight. You need to understand that exemptions do not come just like that. Exemptions are based on certain parameters. Exemptions are not just given to people because they deserve, exemptions do not just come to people because they qualify. Exemptions actually, actually exemption has to do with the action of freeing, of freeing. Where for somebody to be freed, it does not necessarily mean the person was not guilty. It does not necessarily also mean the person was guilty. Please follow me carefully. So, the word exemption has to do with the action of freeing or the state of being freed from an obligation okay, there is something which is a requirement there is something that is not uh, uh, um, it, 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 it's not an, an, an item of your decision but it's something which is you are compelled it's something which comes by force you have to do it's, it's not like you have a decision you don't have a say when it comes to it but you, you, you are given that right to have a say So, it's not that you have the right to take it, but you are given the right to take it. Am I making sense to someone tonight? And so, it is the action of freeing or the state of being free from an obligation or the liability that is imposed on others. There are things which are imposed on others, but for you, you are freed from that imposition. Is somebody what I'm saying? It is the same thing that we call freedom from your duty, or freedom from restriction. For example, every other person can be asked not to pass this particular side, because there is a restriction in that area. But there are certain people also that may be allowed in spite of the restriction. Am I making sense tonight? In spite of the restriction that comes to them. I'm teaching a senior class tonight. And I pray that the Lord will help you. The same word for exemption can be to have an immunity. We can say that we we immunize people. You see, when you immunize someone, it means that there there is an epidemic in the area. There is a sickness in the atmosphere. But by virtue of what has been put on your inside, regardless of what is happening around you, it doesn't touch you. Am I making sense at all? When you do immunization, we do it to children or to adults or whoever is immune against whatever. There can be a breakout of a disease in an area. For example, if there's a breakout in Choco where you live or a breakout in East Lagoon where you live. and There's a breakout of any disease in that area. There will be the immunization something something who will come to that place and will come and immunize everyone. Now, when that is done, you realize that the only people who fall prey to what is happening in the atmosphere are those who have not been immunized. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so, when God brings such a thing upon your life and you, 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 you have an immunity, it means that regardless of what is thrown at you by the devil, regardless of what you came to meet in the family, regardless of what people are saying against you, regardless of even what has been done against you, by virtue of the fact that God has made you to be immune from that particular situation, it can happen to others, but not you. Only 21 people understood what I said. It is also an indemnity that is given to somebody. Okay? It's an indemnity that is given to someone. Now, I know somebody shaking the head because if you are in the insurance sector, you understand what indemnity means. It, it makes a lot of sense to you. Because you understand what that one also means. It can also stand for exclusion. So, everybody can be said, okay, everyone should stand excluding Mesfin. Everybody rises up, but you see only one person seated. Everybody is made to make a certain move or to pay the toll. That's why some of you get to the toll booth and you get so angry because some people pass, they don't pay. But when you get there, you have to pay. And you are so angry. Why do you have to pay? Those cars, those cars have exclusion. I you what I'm saying. They, they buy fuel like that you buy your fuel, but when you get there, Theirs is different from yours. They have exclusion. They have an indemnity against that particular thing. Sometimes when people sign contract, there's something we call indemnity clause. When you are reading any contract and you think that you are smart and you don't read that particular portion, at the time where you want to split or you don't want to have anything to do with what you have signed, that is when they will pick that clause against you to let you know that you cannot just walk away. I don't know if I'm making sense tonight. We we have to be able to understand the, the, the whole concept of the blood of Jesus that we have. Because many of us, we, we still see it as coming to just drink some wine, okay, and take some some waffle with no yeast in it. You put it in your mouth, you drink And then you go home and you think, I've just done something sanctimonious. Excuse me, what you have done is not sanctimonious. You have done something that troubles the devil. Oh, Jesus help me tonight. You have done something that puts the devil at a certain level where your life can never be tortured anymore. You have done something which makes Satan sick. You have done something that makes the devil to feel that where this lady has gotten to... I don't have to try here anymore because even if I try to do anything at all, it don't work anymore. And that is how the devil sees you. But he will come again to come trouble you because he will try to test you to see whether what you did you really understand and that is where a lot of us fail, because we have everything it takes for us to conquer the devil but we are not able to do as we are supposed to do. According to the text that we read you will realize that Jesus was teaching in the church Bible said he sat down to teach the church. I'm going to finish preaching now. As he sat down in the church he, he was going to teach them the word of God but suddenly the scribes and the, the Pharisees they pulled up a woman and they brought the woman to Jesus. Can you come? They pulled a woman and then they brought the woman to Jesus and said that jesus, this woman standing here was caught in adultery, and that is sexual intercourse. That is how the Bible captured it now the, the particular word there that they used I want to use that word so that um, you can you can relate with exactly what that word meant? Because many of us, when we look at that word, we we think that it's it stands for just one thing. But it is a sexual intercourse, that is illicit connection with a married person. Okay, so when that happened, it is an intercourse. It was not one person that was involved, but they picked the woman and they brought the woman to Jesus because they know that that was what the law says. But I also want you to know something that it is always important to understand the rudiments of the law and how it works. Because if you don't know how the law works, you can fight it, but yet you will never win. Are you following what I'm saying? You can fight it, but you can never win. But when you understand how the law works, it helps you to be able to run your race and finish your course with no trouble at all in your life. I pray that the Lord will help you to understand what he's sharing with you today so that your life can be more meaningful than it has ever been in the name of Jesus. So they know that Jesus Christ was the one who was teaching the law, and so if you are teaching the law, that means you understand the law. It is very easy for you to interpret what the law says to us because we have already having, we are having judgment in our hands, we have our stones with us, and we want to stone this woman and kill her until her generation has been wiped out because of the atrocity um, she has committed. The situation was so strong that even when they brought the woman to Jesus, the woman has already been condemned by what she was caught in. And so, because she has been caught, please come back a bit for me. Okay? If you are right, you can take your Bible, your, your note, and still be writing. But I will use you today. Don't worry. If by virtue of what she found herself already in, she understands that she's guilty. Because when she was caught, she never denied, like many of us would have done today. When this woman was caught, she never denied that I have been caught. She never fought with the people. I mean, because the people that brought her were more than her. She was only one, and so there was no way she could have fought to defend herself. But. When things are so strong against you, you have an advocate who is able to strengthen and to redeem you. Regardless of the number of people who have risen against you. I didn't hear an amen to that one. I didn't hear an amen to that one. And so, when they brought the woman to Jesus, they knew that what the law says, she's already trapped. Per what the law says, she has been caught in the web. She has been caught. She has been ensnared by that particular sin that she has committed. And so there is no way this woman was going to go out of that particular situation. The only judgment that must come to her is that she must die. I don't know what's upon your head tonight, but if it is death, God has an answer for it. Even if it is a death sentence, God has an answer for it. If it is a disease, God has an answer for it. If it is a pain, God has an answer for it. If it is total condemnation, I said your God has an answer to every life-torturing situation the enemy has placed upon your life. If I were you, I would clap my hands and said, I receive because it's my portion. I'm going to close you in a minute. And so, when she was brought to Jesus, you have to know that it is those who make the law who can determine those who have the right to exemption. Now, I'm going to close. Those who made the law, they have the power and the right to determine who qualifies for an exemption. It is not the recipient who determines whether he has the right to exemption. Please follow me carefully. And that is why there are times that you look at yourself and you think you qualify. Per your own parameters you have, per your own ideologies you carry about, you will think you are more qualified than her. But the one who is the lawmaker, the one who holds the law, the one who holds the law He is the determinant. He determines who qualifies. And that's why sometimes there are some people, you don't want to see their faces, but God will let you see them every day. Hmm? God will let you see them every day. There are some folks, you don't want to connect with them. But your destiny has already been intertwined into this. So it doesn't matter how hard you try. You can't. You can't pull off. So if it is God through his son who determines actually who qualifies for an exemption. I have told you what an exemption is. Okay. It is you being freed from an obligation. So, if we are all queuing for something, we may be in the queue. We may look the same. But when the lawmaker appears, he will pick some and leave the others. It is not a matter of discrimination. It is a matter of what lies within the hand of the lawmaker. Jesus help me here. Let me give you a very clear example. And that will sum up my preaching tonight. Then I'll pray for a few people. Then we leave here. You see. When the woman was brought to Jesus. She stood accused. For example. This is the defendant. Okay. She has come to the court. Please Clement. Can you come quickly? Let me just finish with you. This is the defendant, she has come to the court. She doesn't know what to do about her case. So she has to go for an advocate, which is Jesus. Who is Jesus Christ? So Jesus comes to stand here to defend this lady. That was what they brought. Because when they brought the, the situation to Jesus, Jesus is there. Now, this is the court. You will find Mingo. Please, can you come? And this is the judge who is God. So God is here. And that is Jesus. And that is the defendant. That is the lady that has been brought. Saying that this is the lady who has stolen every other thing. This is the lady who has stolen people's husband. This is the lady whom we caught sleeping with somebody's husband. Black. They said every other thing. And here comes the devil. Please come. He stands here. He holds. Come with your sheet. He holds. Hear me. The guilt list in his hands. Now he reads, don't look too close. He stands here and reads out every other information. Hear me carefully. Every other thing that disqualifies this lady from being freed. Please follow this picture. If you get this, my message is done. He reads out from the guilt list. He mentioned number one, number two, number three. He keeps going and going and going. But whilst He is talking about the sins that this lady has committed. Jesus, who is the advocate for this woman, his blood was slain before the foundations of the earth. Please follow me. So, he is standing here. He has something in his hands that he is not conscious of. He has something to say on behalf of his client that this man is not conscious of because he feels that this lady must be condemned based on the law that he's reading. But that law that he's reading, the maker of that law is here and the interpreter of that law is also around. Please follow me carefully. Follow carefully. Both of them are in the same place. But he is reading from the guilt list, mentioning all the laws and justifying why this lady must be condemned to hell. She must be killed to die. She must be finished because she has gone contrary to what the law says. And once you do that, the punishment is that we have to stone you until you die. He keeps on reading his message. He reads it. He reads it. He re- And that is what they were telling Jesus. And when they finish, the Bible said Jesus stooped to the ground. And Jesus started writing. Some people said he wrote sin plus Jesus or sin plus grace equals salvation. People say what they want to say. It's up to them. I don't want to go into that. That's what they believe. Let them say what they want to say. I don't I teach don't those things. That's what they believe. So, Jesus, hearing everything that this man has talked about because he has condemned the lady before the father, but the son is also there. The son has heard everything because don't forget the Bible said we have Jesus who is seated at the right hand side of the father, okay, interceding for us. One of the words for intercession is exemption. Because when intercession is being made, what we are actually telling God is that instead of this happening to these people, please exempt them from it. I will show you one thing that makes exemption so exciting. And that's what the Lord taught me today. It it makes exemption so exciting. I will show you in in a brief moment before I finish preaching. So this prosecuting attorney stands there and everything is against this woman after this man has finished the judge who is listening to the case, he must equally allow the defendant also to say something. But whilst this man is saying everything that he's saying, this woman knows that there is no way for escape. True or false? Because he knows that there is no way of escape. She cannot leave, she cannot exonerate herself because whatever they are mentioning is true. You see, one painful thing in life is to realize that all odds are against you and yet you know that you are a corporate. One of the most painful experiences is to get yourself into a mess and not have anybody to help you realizing that you have brought this upon yourself realizing that you opened the door for this attack to come to you you know that you were given the opportunity but you messed it up you know that everybody what they were supposed to do, but it was you who did not help yourself. You know that giving the chance 20, 50, 30 times, everybody clapped for you. They said you would try again. Do try many times, and yet what you were supposed not to have failed in, you have failed it over and over and over. When you get to such a place, all you expect from people is that, leave me and let me live my life. Because you have gotten to a place in your life where no one can help you again. Because every other help has come and yet you couldn't use or utilize the help that came to you. So this woman standing there, she's not standing there with confidence. She's not standing there with boldness. She's not standing there thinking that she was ever going to walk away. Because I believe that she may have seen other women caught in similar situation. And they stoned those women to death. So when they pulled her to Jesus, whatever anybody in your family has suffered, you were exempted. This amen is very weak. I said, whatever anybody in your bloodline has suffered, tonight I came to declare your exemption. I said, I came to declare your exemption. I came to declare your exemption in the name of the Lord Jesus. You see, so when Jesus stood on the ground and he wrote, When he rose up, the Bible said they have all left him. From the oldest to the least, everyone had left. So when they left, Jesus also said, neither do I condemn you. But I want to show you something beautiful here. What makes exemption so exciting? Okay, what makes it so exciting? What makes exemption so exciting is that you know that Whatever you have been accused of is true, yet Jesus stands here, looks at you, and tells you, Walk away. You are still not getting my point. This woman understands she's guilty. She's taking somebody's husband. She has done what she's not supposed to do. So She's not expecting any judgment in her favor. She's not expecting that something good will work into her life. She knows that I am only waiting for the judgment to be read after it has been read. I know they will carry me and go and finish me. That is what I'm looking out for. But what makes exemption extraordinary exciting is that yes, you stole it. Yes, you took it. Yes, yes, you robbed it. Yes, we know that you lied. Yet, we know that you were there when the incident happened. Yet, we know that you shot that person. Yet, we know that you were in bed with the man. But yet when Jesus showed up in the place, he has already paid for what you committed. And so he being the one who makes the law, you cannot tell the law what the law should tell you. The law tells you what it must tell you. So Jesus, who is the custodian of the law, look at the and says that if nobody condemns you, then I've exempted you. Amen. Then I've exempted you. So, when you look at the law in itself, you will realize that exemption, it does not matter what is hanging on your head. As long as Jesus is your advocate, you are exonerated. Are you what I'm saying? You can take your seat off, you can for them. You are exonerated from whatever the enemy brings against your life. It doesn't matter what the enemy has tried to put on your feet as a shackle. As long as Jesus is the one who is standing by your side and is the one speaking for you, if they throw the stone against you, he will say you are exempted. Let me explain something to you quickly. In, 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 the, in the Old Testament, the Bible said when the spies went to Rahab and in, in Jericho, and after the, they were leaving the place, she was told that, if you hang the red scarlet cord in your room, and your window and everything when when the angel of death is passing or when destruction comes upon the place, you and your household will be spared. Look at this. What the Lord taught me was that the Bible said hmm, we were not told as to whether those in Rahab's home, okay, they were Christians or not. But the whole issue about the exemption was this. Anyone who is found under the shelter of that woman, I still not get to what I'm preaching. Anyone who is found in that house, for example, as all of us are here, I don't know what you did before you came to church. I don't know where you are coming from. I don't know why you fought with somebody this afternoon and the way you beat the person, you are dressed nicely to come and sit here. I don't know. But if perchance you entered here and the Lord said, uh, Anybody who is found standing, the Bible never said, If anyone who is found repented, tongue talking, Holy Ghost filled, the word was that anyone who enters into the house or the shelter of Rahab, when the destruction comes, or those people shall be spared so it is not about what I have done or what I have not done but it is about what the father has said so anybody who was found under that shelter of the woman when the judgment came the end people were exempted from the destruction that came upon the land. I came to tell somebody here tonight if you are in this assembly and you are in this house tonight if God has declared you exempted anybody who is connected to you by friendship, association, lineage, blood or connection or any shape or form, I declare let that same exemption be extended towards them. This is what we call divine exemption. It is not something you deserve but it is something that God decides to place upon your life, everybody is required to do this, but when it comes to your turn, you will be exonerated from it. Everybody is obliged to walk in a certain way or to do things in a certain way, but when it gets to your turn, you don't need to say one word. You don't need to fight. You don't need to raise your hand. You don't need to do anything. All you have to do is that you just wait to enjoy the exemption that he brings upon your life it's very simple it's very simple he said and when I see the blood he never said when I see the human being mm. Mm. so whether you are the chief of sinners eh? <laughs> whether you are the the, the most notorious arm am robber that is not what he's interested in. He said, put the blood on your doorpost. All he wants to see is the blood. Hey. I don't look at faces. I am not interested in faces. What I want to see is the blood. Mm. Maybe you are told somebody short, so you might think that, oh, wait, wait, are you, are, are you smart saying? Okay. So it is very easy for you to think that way. It's very common. But he's not looking at your smartest, your, your smartness. Neither is he not looking for how dull you may seem to be. He's not looking at that. He said, when I see the blood, tonight, when the blood enters you, whether you walk straight or you walk crooked, whether you are intelligent or not intelligent, whether you have been schooled or unschooled, it's not an issue. All that matters for the exemption is when you carry the blood. When you buy a car from someone, I'm closing with this example. When you buy a car from someone hmm, who is exempted from taxes, he doesn't pay the tax. <laughs> but if he perchance sells that car to someone who has no exemption, you have to pay for his exemption. you understand what I just said? Let me say it again. Let me say it again. If this man here is exempted eh, from taxes, when he buys a car, he's not supposed to pay any tax on it. So just ask the price of the car from wherever it was to where it landed at the port. Finish. When he goes, he only goes with the document, pick his car, he's gone. Nothing pays. He can go register the car with everything and drive the car. If he wants to buy the car from this man, it is this man who is exempted. You are not. So, the tax he was supposed to pay, which he did not pay because he was exempted, you don't have exemption tonight. Whatever you are supposed to pay, which God said you don't have to pay, your enemies will pay. You didn't hear what I said. You didn't hear what I said. I said whatever you were supposed to pay with the enemy has been pursuing your life. Oh my God. I feel like blessing somebody. With the enemy has been chasing your life and saying he wants to hold you accountable for that particular situation. Hear me. Jesus came to exempt you from what that devil is saying to you. Tonight they will pay for their own death. I said they will pay for their own coffin. They will pay for the... Am I preaching to somebody here? They will pay for their own sickness. They will pay for their own car accident. They will pay for their own destructions. That's it. Stand on your feet. That's it. That's it. That's it. You see, when you understand certain spiritual principles, eh? <laughs> there, there, there are some stuff that people can lie to you anymore. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Lift your hands up. The next time sickness wants to attack your house, tell that sickness, I'm exempted. Oh, yes. You know what? When the devil shows up against you, your exemption is to show your blood. When the accident strikes, you have a blood on your inside which exempts you from dying. things that are ours. You have to claim it. It is your right. It is your right. It is your right. It is your right. If you don't know that you are supposed to enjoy it free. If you don't know you are supposed to enjoy it free you will go and buy it and pay for it. And the person who knows that you are supposed to enjoy this thing free, he will take the money, enjoy your money for you, and sell what you are supposed to carry free. Lift up your hands. Lift your hands. I said, anytime sickness show up in your house, lift your exemption card. Lift it up. You show it. You show it. Do you know that even those who work in institutions where they are exempted, when you are going to pay them, eh, when you are supposed to pay them and you, you don't even show that you are exempted, they will, they will take some money from it. But when you show them, they will pay you everything. Brother, even if human sense can institute this, you think the blood of Jesus is senseless? You see, God don't have wisdom to institute this through the blood of Jesus for us. Yeah. So when you stand with the child of the devil and you stand together, and and disaster is coming, you have exemption. Sometimes when we speak like this, people say, "Oh, but but we we are all human beings." That is that is why you are like them. You have to understand that as a child of God. The, the, the pedestal upon which God has put your life, is not the same like a non-believer. It's not the same. Why did the Bible say we are the apple of God's eye? But anyone who touches us, touches the apple of the Lord's eye. We, we are so dear to the heart of God. And so, he, he has to do something to make us different from every other breed on earth. Please lift your hand. We're going to probably one prayer point. You are going to declare your exemption from any calamity from now to the end of the year.
0: Jesus.
1: Lift your hands. If people's businesses are collapsing, you have an exemption that should sustain your business. Yes, sir. Oh, yes.
0: Yes, sir.
1: If people are losing their jobs, you, you see, these are things that you can go to God in prayer and present your case before Him. This is my exemption card. I cannot. Somebody will visit the shrine and he will maintain his job. Then you, the child of God, you sit down, you don't show your anything. Because I'm not showing. But if you show something, you are claiming your right. And God must respond. Please lift your hand. One prayer point for three minutes only you are crying to God tonight to present your exemption. You lift it up before the Lord. He said, when I see the blood, I will pass. It doesn't matter what is there, I will pass. I don't care the number of people in that house. I am willing to pass. If only I can see that this house is exempted, I can not come close. I have to walk away. So, if that is your case, it doesn't matter the calamity in the area where you live. When judgment strikes, it will pass beside your house but not enter your house. Amen. About Jesus, it can easily, easily happen.
0: Jesus,
1: I told you I was driving around that the other place some years ago. I got just late in the night, then I got to where the traffic light was like this. Then I just stopped and then I heard a voice say to me, Move a little forward. Then I took my feet from the brake. Then I went less than maybe say maybe five meters or ten meters. A little bit further. Then to my surprise, I saw an oncoming vehicle from that side. The pace of that vehicle. Another one coming from the city house. The top there. Some small car. The collision was terrible. That the car moved and passed just close to my car. So if I did not become obedient to that small movement, I would never have been exempted. Because the, the pace of the car, it came through the pavement and it was just lightly. Sometimes there are simple things that just God requires from us. And those are the things that brings you the exemption you are looking for. It will just pull you out. That's it. That's it. That's it. It's very simple. Very simple. Even if the car crashes yours, if everybody will die, you are the only person God will pick out because you yeah. know that there is something he has put on your Jesus. inside. You have to believe it. Please, you have to believe Jesus. it. These scriptures, you have to believe them. That's the only way it can manifest. Lift your hands. Say, my father, my father. My, my father, father, my father. I lift my voice in prayer. I declare. Divine exemption, divine exemption. from all forms of calamity divine exemption from bad news divine exemption from from sicknesses divine exemption from the dangers of life
0: in the name of jesus
1: Ahead of my destiny from now to the end of the year, I shall lift up my voice, I lift up my exemption, which is the blood of Jesus. I declare no more dangers.
0: by this broadcast. Contact me on phone via 233 244 or email me on propwillie at gmail.com that is P-R-O-P-H-W-I-L-L-I-E at gmail.com Follow me on my social media platforms Facebook page at Prophet William Addison Podcast and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Instagram handle, and Twitter handle at ProfWeedy. That is P R O P H W I L L I E at Prof ProfWeedy. And if you're not born again and you listen to this broadcast and you want to give your life to Christ, say this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins. I trust you and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, Amen. God bless you.